0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. I'm Jonathan Healy. On this week's Red Business, it's our first town takeover, where we feature one Cork town and its businesses. Now, during the production meeting to discuss this, I'm going to admit that I was quite hungry, which meant there was really only one option. We headed south to Kinsale. (laughs)
1: The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Building your business with premium Apple solutions.
2: CompuB.com
0: And first up on our trip to Kinsale is the man behind Balliner House and the Kinsale Gourmet Academy, Des McGahan. How are you? Very well, thank you, Jonathan. And um, your business is a very interesting one. Um, why did you decide it was a good idea to not become a hotel and instead have a private residence that you could have your functions at. You were different in how you approached it.
2: Yeah, I suppose people might have said we were ahead of our time or or else we were very stupid. I'm not too sure which, but uh, I guess we'd seen this model work overseas when I uh, was involved in the events business and I had had a a great job in Jamaica uh, where I had to rent out private estates for large corporate clients like American Express and Johnny Walker. So the whole idea was you take a place over and it became your own. So you could mix business with pleasure without interference of people listening to what you're doing. And everything was more bespoke and personalized rather than going to a venue and them giving you what they wanted, you go there and you tell them what you want, everything from the music, the food, the style, uh, the exclusivity was the big, the privacy was the big, mm. big thing.
0: Now, apart from the weather, there are significant differences between Kinsale and Jamaica. So <laughs> well, yeah, there was a bit uh, of a risk in bringing that here because we are, how do we say it, a little less flamboyant maybe than those high rollers
2: from the US would have been in Jamaica. Well, that's right. But, I mean, we, we could see that A, Consale is a high-end town, great facilities, world-class golf courses, access and all the different things. And as is proven now, I mean, it's some of the most expensive real estate in the country and it's got one of the most buoyant tourist markets. It's almost a sort of a a, a unique positioning and uh, because people are... Fast, looking for something different and something new and whatever else, and looking for something that has more of a an intrinsic value than the same as everything else. So I guess we were a little bit ahead of our time. But when you say maybe the the weather, but the weather isn't so bad in Ireland after all. A bit of but you know, a bit of uh, uh, rain makes your complexion look better and uh, whatever else. And <laughs> That's you quite mi- the hard and sell. You, there. And you might say this. Well, you could say this, Jonathan. But let me just say this. I I mentioned this point to somebody else the other day. We um this year for two weeks. we've got 60 weddings in private uh, two to three day weddings 70% of those are from overseas 70% are overseas and the fact is we're booked out for 11 months of this Coming year, okay. So you might say the weather. Now look at the weather in places like Greece and Portugal or these different places. If you go there in the winter, there's nobody there. You come to Ireland in the wintertime, the place is still. B- there's still bopping. people here. So we're doing something. I mean, not just me, but we collectively are doing something right that we can initiate and generate eno- enough business, albeit the weather not being the biggest factor.
0: You are very insistent on standards. Yeah. Um, and and you yours is the five star standard. So when yeah.
2: somebody somebody comes. To stay
0: in Balakkar, yeah. they they get five-star standard.
2: Well, five-star, whatever that, 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 the the interpretation of five-star is. What we are offering is a beautiful country house, uh, a Georgian estate that was built in 1770. My wife and I have completely redesigned, redecorated and themed the whole place up in a very unique, special way. How stressful was that? Uh, Pretty stressful, yeah, because uh, when when you do a design of something and you can replicate it by every single room, but we individually designed every single element in the house and, and went on buying trips all overseas to find the key elements of all of that. But it it comes back to the you know the 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 uniqueness of the offering. Because in the older, older, older times, people were taking what was given, but now they're looking for another level, another level of food, another level of uh, service, another level of personal. They don't want to be just treated like, you know, Joe Bloggs and mm-hmm. that you take what you get.
0: Is there an inherent risk with that, that when you set standards so high, then if something goes wrong? It's almost amplified that you know. Good God, mm. the waiter fell over, well, or, or maybe the the soup was mm. not quite lava temperature. And as uh-huh. a result, I'm going to take a star off this on TripAdvisor.
2: Well, maybe so. But at the end of the day, you know, you, uh, there was a great sign that I saw in New York a, a place called Eatly, and it was a most fabulous restaurant. And the big sign at the front door said, "You know what? The customer isn't always right." And you know what? Neither are we, but somewhere in between, we'll come to some accommodation, and we we'll both agree. There, you, you're absolutely right. There's such an expectation now because of all the blogging, all the cookery programs, all the different shows. People are getting higher expectations but you know what, if you want better you have to be prepared to pay it. I think there's a little bit of a, uh, a mindset out there that we're still recovering from the downturn, we're still recovering from rip-off Ireland and more and more the younger generation are getting more clued into what's on offer. But as long as their expectations are fair, just like that sign I saw in New York, you know I mean, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect we mm. make mistakes but you know what when you make a mistake try to repair it and do the best you can
0: have you become different since you opened the house insofar as you go around to other places you go to other accommodation mm. And you're a real stickler for it. If something's not right, I mean, do you grumble like most <laughs> no, of us to I ourselves, don't. No, or do you I raise don't. your hand and say
2: something is wrong here? No, I don't. I just don't go out as much as I used to because <laughs> I'm getting a bit spoiled with my place. I mean, I think one of the great things about our place is that uh, you know, when people come there, they really feel it's their own country house. I mean, I have had very big name clients we shall say they guys are in the billionaire levels and stuff like that I mean they, I've heard one of them stand at the front door and invite all the guests and welcome them in and said welcome to my country home you know they, <laughs> they, they, they've actually taken ownership of the place and you know what there's a special atmosphere when you go somewhere and that has that sense no matter the size or whatever that it really is yours exclusive use and it's private and that you can do the things you want to do and even things on a business level we are getting so much business from the corporates because you think about it when corporates do hosting they hosted Big corporate events like corporate hospitality at Twickenham or or uh, Lansdowne Road or whatever else, and they have their box, the private box at that, and they're they're thanking their clients. But you know what they're also doing? They're doing business to get the business in from the next side. Mm. Why that works really well? We're we are on the same sort of level of that. It's a private box. Well, we're a private estate, so therefore the best place to do business is when you do the discussions of business, and then you sit down in a hospitality situation later on and talk the next level of business and you're not worried Who's listening to Well,
0: yeah, the other side of it, you don't do the prawn sandwiches, which Roy Keane always complained about. In well, the, well, if they are, they're, they're high-end yeah. prawns. good yeah, prawns.
2: Yeah, well, I think maybe uh, uh, Roy maybe had a bit of a working-class background like myself and didn't like prawns. He wasn't used to them, but I understand what he's trying <laughs> to say.
0: Um, not content with building a business over the course of a decade, mm. you then decide you're going to go off in a different tangent, uh, which is the Kinsale Gourmet Academy. Yeah. What is it? Mm-hmm. And... Why did you do it when you had one business that took so long to set up? Yeah,
2: I guess uh, it took us enough a long time to get established because no one else had really captured the private market in Ireland and we were ahead of the game. It took us, you know, we had seven or eight years with hardly any business. Then we got stumped by the economic downturn. But as I said, since 2011, 2012, the place is just going through. the. I mean, when I just said to you before, 70% of our business are flying in from overseas, which is the greatest testament, the most proudest thing that I have. Um, Because, you know, obviously that generates a lot of local business here. We're overflowing 50 to 100 rooms every weekend. And we're showing that we're actually... um, Performing at a very high level, of people are coming in here rather than going other places, um, there was another place there called Ballyfin. Uh, Condé Nast Traveler rated, rated it as the is the ultimate uh, number one place of its type in the world. I so mean, are in good company. We're in good company. Uh, why did we do the KGA? Well, there's a couple of good reasons for it. First of all, we have a world class chef in uh, David Rice, um, and. Uh, initially a lot of our business was focused on weekends so you know we keep full-time 25 full-time staff so how to make them more um, how how do we keep them enough work going during the week as well Mm. well you
0: can't can't pay them to sit around doing nothing but you still need them for the weekends
2: that's right we also thought it was a great opportunity to showcase David's skills we also thought it was a great opportunity to enhance our own food offering in the sense that if people said well if they've got a really good cookery school that do that does it different to a lot of other cookery schools that would add pressure Stage to the other things that we're doing, the good money makers like the corporate events and all of these sorts of things. So um, it was meant to to do that. Uh, it's now going in a slightly different direction because of these food trends that we're experiencing. And I know the panel will be talking about some of these things. Other the the the, the, the food trends that we have noticed more than anything else that's changed in the last five years is nutritional eating. People like uh people looking for celiac vegetarian options would have been about 10 percent of our corporate so if a corporate come in or a wedding come in five to ten percent would be all the amount of uh vegetarian food you do now it's getting up to 30 40 percent people are more concerned about their health now than they've ever been they're eating better they're thinking better they're more clued into it so the whole nutritional element has is the fastest growing element in the market. So David is a trained nutritionist. A lot of his cookery schools are based on healthy living. Sim- mm-hmm. We're doing something with Red FM, uh, Fed, by, Fed Red, by Red, which yes. is simplifying food for the busy mothers and, and busy guys and stuff like that. Healthy eating and how to achieve that is, on your is, plate. Is
0: there a typical person who will come through the door of the Kinsale Gourmet Academy and say here I am, teach me. Or are you seeing everybody across the spectrum from your businessman who wants to do it at the weekends to your mom or your dad yeah. who wants to make sure the kids aren't eating crap.
2: Yeah, and in fact, we actually put on something for a, a, a student's cookery school there last year, which was fantastic. For students? You, 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 young Baked bake beans. You, uh, hang on a minute. Young Johnny's gone off to uh, university in Limerick, and he's never opened a can of beans in his blooming life, you know? Mother would be very concerned about that. So we were actually thinking, there's a good opportunity to, to teach the younger generation. Yeah, they're, they're coming from across the board, you know? And as I said to you, even when we do a corporate event, you, you imagine some of these motivational corporate events. The the big CEO up there saying, you know, we got to perform better, we got to make more money, we make you know b- better margins and stuff like that. Then they uh, then they sit down and we're putting. If, if you've got good mind, good clear thinking, good good healthy living and everything you do in terms of how you look after yourself, you know, more exercise, better food that you eaten with a better balanced diet. Well, you're going to be in a better shape to go out and perform in your in your business environment as well. And that's becoming more and more of a trend. I have to ask you
0: the obvious question. How did a Tyrone man
2: end up (laughs) At the southernmost <laughs>
0: point of Cork, in the food capital of Ireland.
2: Ah, that's a very good question. Actually, it had nothing whatsoever to do with me. Um, I'm, I'm an Irishman, first and foremost, and uh, even though I'm from Tyrone originally, um, but I left Ireland 35, 40 years ago and uh, went off to Europe and Australia. And I finished up doing a degree in Australia. I met my Australian wife. We moved to Asia. Uh, we started a couple of very good businesses there as well. And my wife was the... Regional corporate uh, director for Deloitte, and she used to go to New York a lot. So she used to fly in via Dublin to see some of members of my family. One of my members and I said, "There's this fabulous little town that I went to once called Kinsale, and it's got everything that you would love." So. My business was in the on the verge of getting sold. We thought, well, okay, let's go and have a look. She went, came here, had a look, called me back in Hong Kong, and said I found a place I want to live in Ireland. It's close to an airport. It's it's cosmopolitan. It's got everything. It's beautiful. All the things that we know. But my wife discovered that. Uh, what was that? 20, 20 years ago, actually, this year. And um, then we came back the following summer, bought a house up in uh, Compass Hill. And uh, then we got bored and said, no, oh, can't sit here talking to the view anymore. Let's go and uh, see if it resurrect a few ideas and make some things happen so and the, re- <coughs> and the
0: rest as they say
2: I'm history <laughs> <laughs>
0: well it is definitely something that we'll watch going into the future kinsale gourmet Academy.com. Mm-hmm. and then of course you have Balnakura house which is Booked out for this year, for the most uh, part. But the
2: most part, there's uh, there's a couple of weekends left and she's gone.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, and if you're thinking of getting married the year
2: after, the year after that, year put after a call in the, quickly. The, absolutely. Uh,
0: Des McGann, absolute pleasure to talk Thank to you. you. Thank, Thank you for taking the time. Thanks,
2: Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com. So that is the Ballinacurra
0: story, but there's a lot more to Kinsale than just that. And to talk about this fine town. We are joined here in the luxurious surroundings of the Blue Haven by Kieran Fitzgerald of said same hotel, uh, by Suzanne Burns who is with Kinsale Food Tours and by Jackie Dawson who is responsible for Kinsale.ie and her own PR business amongst other things. You're all very welcome to Red Business. Uh, Ciarán, I want to come to you first of all. Uh, this is a destination for lots of people who come to Kinsale. I mean the Blue Haven is an institution in many
3: ways, isn't it? Yeah, thankfully over the years um, the Blue Haven, before my time was a very well-known product in the days of Brian Cronin uh, who would have been heavily involved in the, the initial start of the Good Food Circle and the Chamber of Tourism so um, luckily he had built up the reputation over over a period of time and um, we took over from the Green family in 2004 and like any business I suppose over the years it's you know had its challenges through the recession but uh, thankfully we've we've um, managed to weather that storm and, and Kinsale is, is on a strong footing at the moment and
0: it is an old lady, though, in terms of a hotel. It's, it's not a new building, so you have to kind of keep at it, don't you?
3: Yeah, I suppose th- that comes with its uh, I suppose its, it's challenges as well, in that while it's it's been a, a very famous hotel over the years, we've had to develop it with, with, with respect to the history that it brings with the town and also, I suppose, bring it up to today's standards. And um, I suppose the way we've gone with it, we've created that boutique kind of historic hotel. So taking kind of, I suppose, the expectations of today's customer along with respecting the history of the Blue Haven and its food history um, and and its place in the town. So I suppose that has been the challenge for us is to continue that reputation and develop it as best we could. Suzanne, I've got to come to you because on
0: the foodie theme, you have launched a brand new business which really capitalises on this town's more recent history. Let's not go back as far as the Spanish, but, you know, everybody associates good food with Kinsale. So what do you do to add to that experience?
1: Um, well, for me, it's a mixture of like the culture um, blending in with the actual food experience itself. So the town is on the coast, so we obviously have amazing seafood. We're also very close to the countryside. The provenance here is, is excellent. There's a lot of homemade products, you know, that are that are made daily and also supplied daily to the restaurants, the cafes and the hotels. So I blend that with talking to the various people of the town. I spent a long time before the food tours even started getting to know people from all walks of life here, farmers, mm-hmm. historians, fishermen, chefs, um, you know, hoteliers, restaurateurs, a whole lot. So, so
0: what does the tour entail? Where do you go and who do you introduce them to?
1: So it's a four-stop walking tour walking meal but um, well,
0: you're probably at the end of it you're full you couldn't walk much further than four you
1: probably can't you'd probably have to get into wheelbarrow and be carted <laughs> out of the town um, but generally yeah so it's um, the first two stops are usually more like starter type stops then the third is more of a main and then the fourth is more of a dessert type um,
0: so and and who are you getting to go on these tours I mean if you've been doing it for 12 months you've probably less, do you have an atypical client it's,
1: it's only only nine months oh, it's, I
0: mean. it's, and, and do you have an atypical client
1: um well a typical client would be americans i get a huge proportion of my clients would be american um then a very small proportion of those would be english um, and Scottish but it's and some Irish as well. We, we, I even get people from Kinsale and Cork coming on the food tours.
0: Okay well that's good they need to know, need to know a little bit more but it's yeah. interesting you've got so many foreign visitors because that's what we heard from Des as well yeah. that they're all coming pretty much from abroad. 70% of his mm-hmm. business is coming from abroad. Jackie, um your involvement in Kinsale is in many different ways that you, you obviously involved with in the Kinsale Chamber uh, along with Kieran, but also you look after the website Kinsale.ie. Who visits that particular website?
4: Yeah, we have a huge following of over 750,000 hits per year. Um, we're on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, it is owned by the Chamber of Tourism and Business, so we're delighted with the website. We've been working hard at it the past number of years, and we're always trying to f- refresh it with uh, interesting festivals and events, things to see we say stay play eat and shop so that kind of covers a lot of the basis and um, we work with all our members and local businesses um, to promote what's great about Kinsale and certainly the businesses are evolving all the time from Suzanne in the food tours to Kinsale uh, pottery and ceramics the gourmet Academy um, outdoor adventures stand-up paddle board boarding loads of activities but
0: it always comes back to food and I was just reminded Uh, when I was parking outside the Blue Haven earlier on, of an incident, which must have happened when I was about nine, of my father and my mother and myself coming to Kinsale, probably for lunch, most likely here. And uh, my father got into a row over a parking space with Keith Floyd. So it was always associated with food. And, and, you know, that is a fantastic starting point that you had the likes of Floyd, who used to love coming here, who lived here, I think, as well, for a while, and, and other chefs who, you know, use Kinsale as their base.
4: Absolutely, and um, Kiran might like to expand a little on it from the Good Food Circle's point of view, but um, Derry Clark of Le Crevin started life here. We have a number of uh, you know, well-known chefs and business people uh, through the food story. And um, just on Keith Floyd, uh, he was one of the early guys in the Heineken Kinsale Sevens that's celebrating 30 years this Maybank holiday. And, um, you know, that's a big festival for, for the town, and we work, um, as a town with the rugby club to ensure a really fun uh, weekend event and all our events are on Kinsale.ie so. Um,
0: are you from Kinsale originally? Uh,
4: from my accent no I'm a complete blow-in I'm only here 22 years. Oh, but
0: that's it you haven't been accepted into the fold at all yet then have you?
4: No my husband's third generation and he's not either so um, no it's uh, that's another I think a plus point about living and working in Kinsale Everyone's a blow in to an extent, and it is a great place to live and work. And so near to Cork, Cork Airport, uh, Cork City, obviously, to West Cork, you know. So we are proud of, of, of the town, and it is accessible uh, for everybody to come down for a day or for a business meeting or whatever. And,
0: Kieran, what was your memory as a child of Kinsale? I mean, when, how, when did you become aware of what the town
3: was about? it's it's only in 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 the last kind of 10 to 15 years you really appreciate the kind of the town we grew up in i suppose we took it for granted growing up to have such beautiful natural resources around us like we grew up in the summers doing sailing courses you know we had a brilliant football club so we had an array of activities and sports available to us that you know other people would envy across the country i suppose we didn't appreciate it i appreciate it now because my own children are are growing up into it so you kind of want them to appreciate it a little bit more so we are we feel very blessed to have the the facilities and resources that we do have, um, all my family would have lived in the town. My, my dad was in business in the town, so we grew up very much ingrained in in, in the in the town and in the business. But speaking of, of blow-ins, my parents came from uh, Balanspital, which is just out the road. And it's
0: still technically blow-ins.
3: Yeah, and we're still probably considered a <laughs> blow-ins to the town, yes. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> Suzanne, for you, what's your earliest memory of Kinsale?
1: Um, I think when I was younger, because I'm from Cork City originally, um, coming down and like going to the Mary's as a kid and going to Dino's for fish and chips. And Both of which are still there. Yeah, which is fantastic. And um, and just like seeing the boats bobbing along the harbour and the sunlight in the evening catching, you know, the sails and, and the hulls. And yeah, just it, it was always buzzy. It always is. And for me, it was always associated with just pure joy and fun.
0: Um, the challenge of course is what's next? And and you, ha- you have a town like Kinsale that's going to be pitching itself up against places in Galway for example, villages in Clare, Dublin which seems to suck most of the tourists who come into the country into the vacuum of Dublin city centre. I mean how are you going to keep evolving the message? Yeah food is great and it's great that we have the produce here but how are you going to keep it fresh how are you going to ke- make sure that you know you get the next
3: wave of tourists That's something we're, we we spend a lot of time working on uh, both as, as in business and the chamber of tourism so at the moment we're working on a, a three year strategic plan for the town so our, I suppose our challenge is that is that you know we are competing I suppose, A, to get people who are in the country to travel staycation vacation with us and people from outside the country to, you know, they're not going to get to travel all, o- all over Ireland so um Fault Ireland are working on an initiative which we're feeding into at the moment is which is called this Visitor Experience Development so it's taking the Wild Atlantic Way and breaking it up into sections and it's where we fit into that as a town. So
0: Are we, are we in the less wild part of it down here? Are we the yeah, civilised yeah. part <laughs> so of the Atlantic Way?
3: Our, our goal is to anchor ourselves. We are the start end point of the Wild Atlantic Way so one goal of the Chamber of Tourism at the moment is to create this iconic you know feature that will be that iconic you know photograph point or or um, start end point to anchor ourselves in that, um, and f- I suppose develop. We're we're very much seen as that food destination. So we're we're promoting the town, yes, as that food destination, but also you know we've huge cultural tourism uh, element to the town, and a huge amount of our business will obviously come through golf tourism as well with mm-hmm. the Old Head. Um, so we want to see ourselves as that you know start point to develop further along the Haven Coast of the Wild Atlantic Way. So y- if you're golfing, you'll start and you'll play in either Kinsale Golf Club or the Old Head and move along. If you're on a, on a food trip, you'll start with our many fantastic restaurants, over 60 places to eat in Kinsale for a small town with a population of nearly 5,000 people. It's, f- it's fairly record-breaking. Um, and then from a cultural point of view, with all our festivals, or historic sites. So there's a lot for, for people to do, um, and it's, it's, it's us delivering that message. Um, at the moment, we're working on this initiative called Inspired by Kinsale. So what we've seen over the years is that out of that kinsale i suppose brand to, to want to a better word a lot of new businesses have developed such as kinsale food tours such as you know blacks of kinsale gin kinsale leather oh,
0: kinsale you, gin that yeah. i don't know who but who's behind that actually
3: because that seems to be everywhere at the yeah moment. so there's there's um black sam black uh, who's located just up the road here um has developed that so he has his kinsale pale ale and uh, blacks of kinsale gin producing in, th- in town locally and being hugely successful so far so out of Kinsale has come a huge amount of inspiration for people to develop products and brands so as a chamber we're looking at that as that's a unique point for us to sell this Inspired by Kinsale initiative. I mean,
0: Short of getting a dolphin in which did very well for Dingle I don't know what more <laughs> you could potentially do here I mean that is, that is the challenge but at the same time that's the appeal Jackie
4: It certainly is and uh, Charles Fort is uh, one of the OPW's uh, best visited sites in the country it really is up there and uh, you know for any local uh, domestic or international tourist it is a wow particularly on a clear day and a uh, very good uh, interpretive center we've Kinsale museum we of course have the old head signal tower out uh, at the old head uh, golf links there um and really uh, we have walking tours for a historical cultural perspective a ghost tour and you know all these things are guaranteed
0: are ghosts <laughs> on the tour now i want i want to promise absolutely. i'll see a ghost
4: absolutely uh, it really is fun and um, It's nine o'clock at night and uh, uh, under 12s need not apply, I think, but uh, some kids do enjoy it.
0: The ghost just doesn't like children. It's a particularly picky ghost. (laughs) Look, we hope you have a wonderful season ahead in 2018. Fingers crossed that everybody will make a beeline for here. Kieron Fitzgerald of the Blue Haven, uh, Suzanne Burns of Kinsale Food Tours. There's a website, I'm presuming, people can go on.
1: um, You can go to KinsaleFoodTours.com and I'm also on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook with the same
0: Handle. All all good websites available, and uh, of course Jackie Dawson uh, of Kinsale.ie. Thank you so much for your hospitality here today, and the best luck to you all in Kinsale.
4: Thank, Thank you. Very you. Very much. Thank
0: you very much. My thanks to everyone in Kinsale and the Blue Haven in particular, where I can really recommend the fish and chips. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes. Niamh Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one.
2: The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple Technology and Solutions for Your Business. Compub.com
0: Actually, before I go and while I have you, why don't you check out another podcast from the good people at CompuB? It's called At the Core. It's all about how new technology is changing our lives. And on the first episode, we feature Monster Rugby.
3: Starting out from a VHS scenario into DVD, into the technology or into the digital age, I mean iPads have brought a new dimension to what we can do live within the game. from getting video feeds down to the touchline from a medical point of view to our, our changing performance point of view. It's um it's growing, it's getting um bigger and bigger and and, and with, with change we have to adapt quickly to it.
0: You learn about the game a bit more. Um I think some way some places where you think you were running full full pace, um and you see the stats back and you see you weren't, um, you remember that feeling, so next time you push yourself a bit harder. And um, It's also good just to see how hard you work in a game and, and, and where you could have maybe used your energy more efficiently and where you could have maybe rested a bit more and, and to push harder somewhere else. So, um, yeah, I think um, the GPS uh, is like a constant reminder that uh, the boss is looking at you and you need to perform. You, know? <laughs> you can download and subscribe to At The Core on iTunes right now.